Welcome to Moment by Moment, a podcast of Oak Hills Church with the goal to help you answer and navigate the current issues of today with a biblical view. Hello and welcome to our episode of Moment by Moment. I am so excited to be with you all. Today, we're going to be discussing denominations. And we, of course, are always here. Your hosts, J.D. Mason and Travis Eads. Travis, how are you doing? Man, I'm doing awesome. Awesome, man. Awesome. We are pumped that you're here. And I heard, you know, I'm, I'm just glad you're here. I heard you've been on the road driving up and down. What, like, what were you doing this week? Well, it has been a busy week. Uh, as I've mentioned, I've got four kids, so I've got three boys and a little girl. Okay. And uh, so this was one of those weeks where uh, my oldest was uh, leading, uh, he was hosting his university wow. spring variety show. That's awesome. And so that was pretty cool to get to watch him perform Friday night. And then the very next morning, got to watch my second oldest uh, in his spring football scrimmage. Come on, let's that, get it. That next morning. Yeah. And then had to get back. So that's about three and a half hours away. Okay. So then had to drive back to San Antonio to see... Uh, uh, my two kids had two separate uh, theater competitions. Wow. And so one of those turned out the way we hoped, and right. then the oh. other one didn't. So I'm just so glad that I was able to be there. There's a lot of running. Uh, but, you know, it's just kind of the season of, like, showing up and being present and just sitting in that front row and just watching watching them do their thing. Hey, It's there's, fun. There's a season for everything. That's, you know, that's and you're right. in a busy season. Yep. Yes, can't relate, don't have kids. But here we are. <laughs> so, uh, but seriously, today, you know, we're going to open up this discussion of denominations. And, you know, this, you know, this is a fun one. Oh, it can be, you know, um, <laughs> because there's a lot of opinions. Oh, my gosh, there's so many opinions that, you know, we can laugh about some of them. And then other ones, you know, you're just like, oh, we're not we're not ready to laugh about that one yet that's right you know yeah. but today you know we're going to open up what what really created denominations what are yeah. the major differences is everything a salvation issue between denominations i mean how can everybody you know you know we have can they be right and we right at the same time are they wrong and we're right are we right they're you know how does it work and so we're just going to open it up and let's just kind of just give us a rundown of when you consider denominations you consider the the birth of denominations you know i mean it's hard to probably pinpoint but just run us down when you consider the conversations that you have with denominations where does it begin yeah well, you've heard the one about the castaway, right? Yes. Wait, I think I have. Okay. Right so, so the castaway, uh, he's he's been uh, stranded on this uh, island for years. Yep. <laughs> and then the captain comes and rescues him, mm -hmm. and he notices that there are three huts on the shoreline. And yep. he says, well, what's the first one? He says, the first one, that's where I lived. What's the second one? Well, that's where I went to church. And the captain asks him, what, what's the third hut? And he said, well, that's where I used to go to church. Yep. <laughs> right? So, like, that's why we can laugh about it. Cause exactly. It's, it's true. I mean, I, I grew up in a uh, small rural town where uh, – there was a church. I mean, literally, you hear about a church on every corner. I mean, wow. there's a church on every corner. So you can't help but drive down the street and go, you know, even as a young child, go, well, that that's interesting. Why why so many and, and, and what's, going, what's going on there? And, I, you know, some of it is uh, theological differences. Some of it, I think, comes down to, to preferences. And then some of it we just have to go back in, in history, you know, yeah. the, the church is born in the first century and then you have the Catholic church and then you have the, the, the break from the, the Catholic church and what we call the Protestant church, yeah. people like Martin Luther. Yeah. And then from there we get uh, Presbyterian, mm -hmm. we get Methodist, we get uh, Baptist. Yeah, Lutheran, all of them. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, so Lutheran, I think was the, would, would have been the first one, Martin Luther. Yeah. And, and it's like, uh, you know, through the years you, you, you begin to see that. And again, mm -hmm. Some of that, you know, really does come down to like uh, deeply held beliefs, theological differences. And then I think some of them you can even see even to our day and time, just preferences and just things, you know, held over time. Before we get to preferences, because, you know, when you have this conversation, what are things that, 
you feel are salvation issues that you believe denominationally we cannot budge on? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think one of the things that, that's guided me in this, uh, I come, my heritage is in the restoration movement. Okay. And there was a, there was a motto uh, within the restoration movement of in uh, the things of uh, faith, unity. In, in, or in matters of faith, unity, in matters of opinion, uh, liberty, in all things love. And yeah. so that framework has really kind of helped me, uh, even as now I pastor in a non-denominational church. Right. And when I say non-denominational, I mean it. Like, we, you, you name the denomination heritage, right. we have it right. here. <laughs> so... Um, you know, being able to think through that. And I would say in those matters of, of faith, unity, that that's where we need to, as we say, we need to major in the majors. Yep. Right. Cause we start majoring in the minors and that's, that's one of the reasons why we have all the denominations. So, okay. So we're talking about things that are core to our faith, let's, right? Let's open it up. Okay. Let's get into it. So when we're talking about, uh, you know, God is creator, we're talking okay. about Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. Okay. You know, I mean, I even think about that conversation that Jesus had with his disciples. Who do people say that I am? Yeah. You know, I mean, that was uh, what did they start to say? It was like one of the prophets, right? Like yeah. Jeremiah, Elijah, you know, John the Baptist. It's like, okay, you're a forerunner to mm -hmm. the Messiah, but you're not the Messiah. Well, what we believe, core to our belief, is that what Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And then Jesus says, you know, that was not revealed to you by man. Like from your father in heaven. That's how that was revealed to you. So that's one of the core tenets of our faith that Jesus is Christ, the Son of the Living God. Okay. And so what does that inform? Well, we believe that He uh that we have all sinned, okay, so that our relationship has been broken mm -hmm. with God who created us. And so God sent his one and only son. So okay. here's another one. God sent his one and only son into the world, uh, so that whoever believes in him uh, would not perish, okay. but have eternal life. Have you said eternal life. life? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna live forever. That's right. All right. That's oh, right. You heard it here first. Yeah. So th I mean, that's the that's the end of the the yeah. story. Right? That's the it beginning right there. of the story. However, you want to look yeah. at that. Right. That could be the fr that could be the beginning or the end, depending on where you're at. But that's seriously, right. That's good. So we have Jesus. We believe that He died for us. He's the only way to heaven. That's right. All right. Talk to me about the Trinity. So we believe that in the beginning, God created man in his image. Well, right. what does that mean? Well, that means that in the beginning, we believe that there was God, uh, God the Father, mm -hmm. or Father who was God, uh, Jesus, who is fully God, mm -hmm. and the Holy Spirit, who is fully God. Mm -hmm. And so that means that the three are in perfect unity, perfect harmony. And uh, what does that inform? Well, that informs things like we believe in biblical community. Well, why do we believe in biblical mm. community? Well, because it's in our DNA. Yeah. Because we were created in the image of God who was community from the very beginning. So that would be an example of, of how this doctrine uh, plays into our actual practice. That's good. Right? The things that we believe in and the things that we think are, are important. That's good. So we believe there's three in one. That That's is what right. we believe when it comes to the Trinity. Um, there's, a, I mean, there's a lot of thoughts even within the Trinitarian belief system. And so that is what we believe, three in one. Yep. Um, okay, so we have Jesus, we have the Trinity. Now talk to me, you mentioned, I, I made a point about eternal life because also, I mean, that's another uh, difference with, with different denominations, different religious beliefs, or how do you get eternal life? Um, some people say, 
You must be baptized in order to be saved. Some people say you must show signs of the spirit in order to be saved. You might have to speak in tongues as an example. You might be slain in the spirit. You might, there's, there's a lot of different ways. So what do you believe is, um, do you think that there's anything you need to add in a sense, once you believe in Jesus Christ as a next step in order to receive that eternal life? I think you start with uh, being saved by grace mm -hmm. through faith. Okay. Okay. So if we're talking about the the major core yep. tenet of our faith, that's where we begin. Now, are there secondary things? Are there steps of obedience? You mentioned baptism. Well, that's a very important step of of obedience. Right. But we're not saved by that act. Mm. We are saved by grace through faith. And so that's that's where we start, and that's where that unity is. Yeah. And then we come to these other matters that we discuss. And, um, and, and that's all based in Jesus, who Jesus is, because right. of who he is, because he's the son of God, he has the authority to forgive sin because he lived this perfect, sinless life. He was the only one who didn't deserve death, but he was the one that took on our death. So he takes our place. He absorbs uh, the wrong that is within us, the sin that is within us, and in turn, he gives us his righteousness. And that's why we can even have a conversation about eternal life. If it wasn't for that. Yeah. Okay. Now, if it wasn't for the cross. Right. And if it wasn't for that empty tomb. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it, it all goes back to that. I mean, you, you take, so you take any of these things that we're talking about, like out of the picture and all of a sudden it's like, uh, that's, that's a matter of unity, right? Like these are things that, uh, are, they're the non-negotiables, -nego right? It starts to, to fall exactly. apart without those things. Yeah. yeah. And so with that, we discussed exactly where you feel with um, the baptism aspect. Now, gifts of the Spirit. Hmm. Do you believe you need to show any gifts of the Spirit in order to receive eternal life after you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Well, interesting you mentioned that. I mean, even uh, the Corinthian church, you know, they had some issues around spiritual gifts. So yeah. I guess if they had to talk about it in the first century, you know, we're, we're still talking about that yeah. too, right? Uh, well, yeah, spiritual gifts are, are gifts that are given to the, the body for the sake of building up the body. Now, where they even had some disagreements, you know, even in the first century, and we, we still have, you know, conversations about this. It's, it's like, okay, the the manifestations of the the spirit right. and through those different gifts and which ones you know do you do you have to have or you know what are the fruits of the spirit that sort of thing um so what are those what are those gifts and so that's another one of those that i would put in the area of matters of opinion things mm -hmm. that we talk about things that we're respectful about and we can we can talk about but obviously the unity is that yes the God has given gifts of the Holy Spirit to the church for the building up, you know, of right. the church. So do you believe that we need to show those gifts of the Spirit in order to be saved? No, no, okay. no. Uh, you're asking, do you have to, do those things have to manifest for yes. salvation? Yes, Okay, exactly. that's a no. Why? Because we go back to we are saved by grace 100%. through faith. Okay, right. so you go back to that anchor into that bedrock so that we can have a conversation right. about manifestations of the spirit or spiritual gifts or the, that sort of thing. Right. And, you know, if you're if you're listening and you believe that there are core things that you believe that, um, you know, you're like, man, this is what I really this is the hill I'm going to die on. You know, there are things that we believe are hills to die on that we believe are true biblical things such as salvation. 
the way to receive salvation, the way to receive eternal life, things that you need to show or don't need to show in order to receive eternal life. And so I love how we, we establish where we, where we don't want to budge, where we're not going to budge biblically. Now let's discuss some of the things that are more of an opinion based, more of a, hey, I, you know, I just feel like this is right for me. Right. So, I mean, we can open it up to worship. You know, you, you oh. are a worship <laughs> pastor. Some believe that there are right ways to worship. You know, now, is this a doctrinal biblical truth that, you know, this is the hill we're going to die on? Or right. is it in a matter of an opinion? Because some people might be asking themselves, you know, I believe that there is only one way to do it. And I'm not sure if this way of worshiping is the right way. Yeah. And a lot of these conversations are about doctrinal differences. Right. I started to say theological differences, but really, you know, some doctrinal differences that we need yeah, to yeah. have these conversations about. But if we're honest, there are a lot of things that really do land in that preference area. You, you mentioned worship. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> I mean, really, there's there's so much. Um, and I do think we have to admit, like, this is part of being in that fallen world. You know, we kind of joke about the castaway. You know, yeah. he can't even agree with himself. And sometimes we just, because of our disagreements, um, we we tend to just say, well, I'm going to go find somewhere that does fit my mm -hmm. preference or fits yeah. me more. Um, and uh, in terms of preferences, I've seen it all. <laughs> I mean, um, I we have uh, differences over, like you mentioned, liturgy. Uh, maybe there are certain elements that should be in a worship service or should not be in a worship service. There are, and if you even want to get more trivial, you know, how loud should it be? You know, <laughs> these are conversations you're having. Had yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have these conversations on a weekly basis. Right. Um, you know, I can remember when I was a kid uh, having disagreements or, or business meetings on what color the carpet was going to be. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it's we can find something oh, yeah. as, as trivial as it may seem, but it's important to us at the time. Uh, and so that's why the the anchor of our uh, the tenets of our faith, those core things are so important. Because we can find unity around yeah. those things. I say find unity. Unity is it's a gift from the Holy Spirit to us. And John chapter 17, Jesus prays. What does he pray for? He prays that we would all be one. Right. So unity is a big deal. That's we, real. Yeah. And because unity is a big deal, we have to make sure that those issues that are not our crux issues, our core beliefs, that we are pragmatic about those things when we have conversations. We're not saying change your opinions. You know, but we're saying be pragmatic when someone has another opinion than you when it comes to worship. I mean, you know, I've been <laughs> I've been in the church world for a long time myself, and I've heard a lot of different theories as to why this style of music is honoring to God. And this one isn't honoring to God, you know, and so a lot of these things, opinions we feel uh, are, are tied into salvation issues and they're not the color of the carpet. Jesus isn't going to walk in and be like, man. I don't like that color. Right. This isn't my house anymore. Like, but a lot of times we feel like we need to die on this hill. And I think, you know, if you're listening right now and you have questions about, you know, you know, is my denomination um, true? Is, is it right? Are other denominations wrong? What you have to ask yourself is when you read the scripture, are you adding anything to that scripture that is not in there? And are you taking away anything that is in the scripture? 
When it comes to Jesus accepting him, it's very clear what he says. And when it comes to salvation, it's very clear as to what he says about the Holy Spirit. Uh, what he says about baptism, I mean, you consider the thief on the cross. He was not baptized and he didn't utter in any tongues, it says in the Bible. And so some of these things are, are things that we should stand up for. You know, we should yeah. stand on biblically. And there are other things that we should not be as so, you know, rooted in our own emotions that we're like, no, we're going to argue about the color of the carpet. <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? Um, where we should be considering how we can reach people who are lost, you know, and and being more open to, you know, reaching more people. There's different styles of worship. Um, Rick Warren said, I can tell you who you can reach by the style of your worship. Hmm. I mean, it is a powerful thing. And so you don't want to be, you know, it's, hey, we're only going to play this style because this is what I've, what I grew up on. It has to be, hey, if we care about people, how can we be open to people to come in here and feel loved on? Yeah. I think we have to ask the question, what, what, what are we having the conversation about right now? Is this that matter of unity right. or not? Because we have to approach those conversations. That's not to say that uh, these matters of opinion are unimportant. They, they are important in conversations that we need to have. We just have them in a, in a different way than if we were talking about something based in that, the area of unity. Exactly. Yeah. And when you have those conversations about your core beliefs, I'm sure you've had plenty of conversations, as have I, about why you believe what you believe. Yeah. Speaking to somebody from maybe a different denomination, maybe even a different religion. When you're having those conversations, have you ever debated somebody to salvation? You know, growing up in a you know, small town again, mm -hmm. it's the the Methodist church, it's the Baptist church, it's the Church of Christ, it's, you know, you, and so that's kind of the world that I, I grew up in. And so these doctrinal differences, uh, it was basically, you know, these are matters of unity, right? Like you didn't go to the other church, you didn't, you know, these doctrinal differences, they were the, like right up there with did Jesus come and, and die right. and, you know, right. rise from the dead. Right. So all when all that gets elevated, then debate is all you have. And, and everything hinges on debate because it's about who's right and who's wrong. And when you do that about everything, uh, it, it's not a great witness. Yeah. I mean, I met people who want to argue about, you know, small trivial things. And then they want to argue about the big things as well. But, you know, there's a point where arguing isn't going to win somebody to salvation. You know, I don't know anybody. I don't know about you, but man, when I yelled louder, they were just like, man, I believe everything you're saying right now. Like God is using you in this moment. And I believe everything you believe. Yep. You know, have you ever had a moment where it just happened? Cause it hasn't for me. And I don't know a lot of times if people are just going to be like, man, because you argued so well, because you yelled at me and made <laughs> me feel, you know, belittled. Now I want to accept the Jesus that you're talking about. Yeah, you know? It does not work that way. Yeah. Tip typically does not yield a lot of fruit. So what we're saying is stand firm with what you believe, but be pragmatic when you're having those conversations, because a lot of times when you're coming against somebody super hard, you know, and you're like trying to break them down and you're trying to belittle them with the knowledge that you have. And you're talking about all the text and this, that, and the third, when you're talking to them, you have to realize that they have, you know, they have the same text for what they believe. So you have to meet in the middle. It has yeah. to be a conversation. Yeah. You know, it can't be, I'm right. You're wrong. And you're going to hell. It has to be, Hey, I believe I'm right. You know, tell me what you believe. Yep. Okay. Now let's find some similarities. A lot of times we have a, we have a very significant amount of similarities with even other religions. And there's a lot of middle ground that we can meet in order to start to discuss the differences. Oh yeah. You know, and that's a great point because when you listen, <laughs> right, then you actually know where this conversation needs to start without listening. And you don't know where someone's coming from. You exactly. don't know the starting place. 
I, I would even point to the Apostle Paul. Right. When he was speaking to the Jewish people, he started in a different place than when he was speaking to Romans. Exactly. So we have to do the same. And we can't really know where to start if we're not listening. So that's it right there. We have to listen. And seriously, we are so glad that you joined us for this episode. And if you have questions about this, go ahead and drop them in the comments. I mean, we discussed a lot when when it came to denominations, you know, and and we we just touched the surface. You know, this is just a conversation. If you have some core belief questions, if you're questioning your salvation, if you're like, man, I, you know, I want to believe in Jesus. I'm not 100 percent sure how to receive Christ. Well, let us know. We would love to connect with you and we'd love to help you on your journey of faith. And hey. Also, if you guys are sharing this, let me just say thank you. Thank you for everybody commenting, telling your family about it, because we are here for people who are asking relevant questions. We want to help you understand them, walk through them, wrestle with them, you know? And so I am glad that you join us for our Moment by Moment, and be sure to join us next week. Thanks for joining us for our Moment by Moment podcast. Be sure to tune in next week.